With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey guys, it's your girl Megan James, and you are now tuned into the Hollywood Group Chat Podcast, period. I know our setting looks a little different today, but we are recording and reporting live from H-Town, period. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, we have a guest host today, a co-host. What's up, y'all? Listen, it's so good to have you in Houston, Texas, your hometown, which I did not know, so that was that was great finding that out. Yeah. Uh, I am Chad Black, the people's publicist, and we're going to get into some things today, Megan. And we also have a special guest, a little sis special guest, yes. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sis. Hey, y'all. I'm Mona Leo, rapper, mental health um, advocate, that bitch. All right. <laughs> Period. Okay. So, um, I've never met you before, but I have listened to your music, mm -hmm. and I love it. I'm so proud of you, and I just want you to know, just keep going, girl. Thank I'm you. Here. I'm going to room for everybody, you. like, especially everybody from Houston, period. This, that city. So, exactly. You know. But i like to start off my guests with an icebreaker. Since we don't know each other, we're going to get to know each other mm -hmm. a little bit real quick, mm -hmm. okay? So, we're going to play a game called, wait, is you in a relationship? Yeah. Okay, because I just had to make sure y'all was still together. Before. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want it to be called, how do you know your ex-boyfriend? We go, it's, like, it's perfect. On. No, yeah, we still together. Okay. okay. So we're going to play, how well do you know your boyfriend? Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about your man, girl? Oh, my gosh. My man. My man, my man. My man, my man. So he's a rapper, and he um, he also owns, like, a sports um team a basketball team okay. oh that's dope i know yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he's into that um he's like a co like a coach per se but he has like multiple different aau basketball teams oh that's dope because whenever mm -hmm. them kids go to the league like that's that that's the big coin exactly but he yeah he works with the kids he loves mm -hmm. working with kids um but originally he was a rapper his name is son for vegas and he's from north carolina and he moved out here to houston and met me he met me, he fell in love, and Yes, that's beautiful. Okay, so we're going to get down to these questions, right? Okay, y'all, so she said her boyfriend's name is Center for Vegas. So what do the four stand for? Mm -hmm. For me. <laughs> 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 okay, so I'm going to give you another shot. Okay, so 
Okay, so his name is Jennifer Vegas. I was doing some research, and he just threw Vegas in there, but just because. Yeah, but yeah. what do the four stand for? If you don't know, it's okay. I can it's, speak. Shit, I thought it stood son of four Leo. He was for me. Period. That's for what it her. should stand for. If it stand for anything else, then I don't know Okay, why. so the correct answer, sis, mm -hmm. is um, apparently he's from North Carolina, right? Yeah. So whatever area code he is from starts with a four. Mm -hmm. So that's why he took the four out, because he was like, oh, I'm from the, um, do, is he from the whole, like, little baby? I don't he's know. He's from Salisbury, so. Do it start with a four? Hell if I, oh, I guess, yeah, he oh. is four. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. That's the area so, code? Okay. Ding, 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 four. <laughs> ding, ding. Four, four. Okay. Okay, so when is your boyfriend's birthday? January 1st. It's Girl. actually coming up. My ex-boyfriend's birthday was January 1st. How you feel about Capricorns? I love, I was just going to ask you how you feel about Capricorns. I love Capricorns. Granted, I'm probably just in love, but I like Cap. Bias. I'm biased. I like What's Capricorn men and women. I'm a Taurus. That's what I want to know. Oh, that works out perfectly. It works for you. out, right? It does. It just never works out for me. For real. What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. Okay. So like, she's like, ew. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you know what? I All love right. Taurus. I love Taurus women. Taurus men. Mm -mm. Get Taurus else men. To do it. Mm -mm. Get somebody else to Get do somebody it. Get somebody else to do it. I actually love Capricorn men. My ex is a Capricorn. I like them because they are like workaholics. Yes. Like they're very like organized in their head. Definitely. They're family men. Family men. They love yeah. their families. And they don't spend that money. Yeah. Like they is not cheap with the gifts. <laughs> they're really? not cheap with the nothing. That's interesting. What's your sign? I'm a cancer. Every bit of one. Oh Lord. I'm a cancer. Okay, wait. So what's I think we could, I got a couple more questions on her mm -hmm. man. Yeah, you do. Okay, you can ask um, the next two. All right. Uh so actually, we asked where the bow is from. Oh, no. Okay, I got one. Okay. Okay, so, um, Stunner for Vegas and Glorilla have something in common. What is it? Stunner for Vegas and Glorilla have something in common. They do. Besides that, they rappers. Okay, I was just going to say that they rappers. <laughs> um, hell if I know. I'm going to give you a, a, um, what is it? Uh, a, clue. a clue. A hint. A hint. A hint. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B. That's a good hint. It is a good hint. Yeah. It's not too much. Not too little. <laughs> in common. Yeah, in common. Hmm. Don't think the worst. This is really the best. That's why I love Tomorrow. Uh, they both have a song called Tomorrow. Called Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, let's get this shit. Let's get this shit clear. Okay, I'm like, hold on. What happened? <laughs> okay, Where was and I? then the last no, question was on the The last question has nothing to do with for Vegas. At all. Funny. I'm like, where did this question come from? Okay, so what flower has two lips? Tulip. Smart one. Got okay, it. you got it right. You got it right. Okay, what so flower has two lips? Yeah, yeah then was the warm-up questions. Right. Okay, I, interesting. So, where did you get that from? Girl, I just really be like... Google. Okay. <laughs> I know that's Google right. It. Yeah. But um, can we get an introduction? Like, you know, who are you? Like, describe yourself in a few words. Where are you from? What part of Houston? We know you're from the city. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, what made you want to be an artist when you start rapping? Tell us about your The life. whole The background. whole nine. So my name is Leo. Everybody calls me Leo. Um, when I was choosing my rap name, I was thinking, I just thought of like Mona Lisa and then I chopped off the Lisa and I put Leo. So that's wow. how we came up. Okay, with now that makes sense. Yeah. So, it's, so, so it's ridiculous to be calling you Mona. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, right? When people right. call me Mona. Now that makes sense. That's what he, that's what he told me. He, she I was like, like, don't she call She likes her. to go by Leo, not Mona. Because I was like, does she go by Mona or Leo? Or just do you like, like, hey, Mona. Mona. I'm like, 
Okay. Actually, I just like, but that's a good people need to know that story. They definitely need to know that. So it's Mona Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Leo. Everybody just calls me Leo. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas. Specifically, I'm from Ridgemont, um, which is like kind of like most city area, Harm mm-hmm. Clark, right in, in that section. Um, I grew up there. I grew up in Houston. I love Houston. I love being from Houston. I've always been very musically inclined, so I like playing the piano, the flute growing up, singing in church, singing in the choir, singing in at school, talent shows, basketball games. Every I, I really wanted to be a singer, honestly. I, I was just going to say, it's so interesting because I was introduced to you as a rapper, and mm-hmm. then out of nowhere, I think the first time I was introduced to the singing was like a clip, maybe, I think you were at Soundcheck or something, and you were singing. And I Probably. had no clue yeah. that you could sing. I don't think that's the world did. Cool. Yeah. So that's but there's there are not many people that can execute both, both. of those, and exactly. and they both be like equally good. I so. think it's because I had so much background singing that it was just like I said, I was just always musically inclined. So rapping was something that came very easily, very naturally mm-hmm. for me. So I made like a little rap song with my younger brother um, for his birthday. I took him to the studio because he actually is like the real deal rapper, like okay. super fire freestyle artist. Like you can put on any beat, he can rap through the entire beat off the top of his head and it's going to make sense the whole time. It's fire. But I took him to the studio for his birthday. We recorded the song. I posted a little clip. It went like up on social media. Not up, but it's like people was fucking with it. Like right. the local people was yeah. fucking with it. And so it kind of just went from there. So I was like, fuck it, maybe I should just be a rapper for real. So I started making more rap songs and then I came across um, Beating On Your Block, or I came across the beat rather. I wrote to the song, recorded it in the studio, I posted a little snippet on Twitter, it went viral, and then the rest is history. history. And I'm here. Do you have any dream collabs? Like who is your number one, like before I stop rapping? I got it. I got it. I got a Frank Ocean. Oh really? my God! That I is love beautiful. Frank Ocean so much. Uh, I love him so. He's so talented. Much. So talented and like super off the grid. I really aspire to be that quiet, like that, like ducked off. Cause I just gotta, I be oversharing a lot. So the fact that he can just like live his fucking normal life and, and just, nobody knows anything about nobody him. knows Beyonce shit. That's <laughs> Beyonce shit. Like right. that shit's so fire. But yeah, Frank Ocean and Beyonce, obviously, cause I'm from Houston. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you um, an independent artist or are you, a, are you signed to a label? I'm independent. So, like, what do you think are the benefits of being independent? Like, because um, I don't really know much about music, but I did just sign a publishing deal. Mm-hmm. But it's for, like, sync. So that's, like, a different... That's, like, the music that goes mm-hmm. behind, like, television shows and mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. I literally know nothing about music. Right. So um, what are the advantages of being an independent artist? You have complete control. So let me clarify. I'm an independent artist, but I sign with a distribution company. So I have a company that distributes my music and they're called Stomp Down and there's another company called The Orchard and we kind of um, work, it's like a partnership, we all mm-hmm. we work together um, to distribute my music via them and then I'm just like completely in control of creative direction, what songs I choose, I own my master so that's like, that was the biggest thing for me just being able to that's retain cool. all of my masters so that that's if cool. I were to die or something like that, my family could you know, right. get, you know, yeah. they could have that right. and I could have it forever. Mm-hmm. So the, but I think the main advantage of like being an independent artist is just having complete control over your creative direction, which is really big for me because there's nobody like, I'm not in a rush to do things. Like sometimes when you're signed to a major label, they're like, you're on a time crunch. Like from the time you get signed to the time that you put out your first project, like they are very adamant about like getting you on the road and like just getting you in the groove of things, getting you in emotion. I really have time to develop myself as an artist, and I really, really, really love that. Because, like I said, nobody is just, like, 
rushing me or just like in my ear like obviously I have a team of people and we set deadlines and we try to like meet those deadlines mm -hmm. internally but as far as like an actual deadline or like pressure from anybody I don't feel that I don't deal with that right. and then creative direction I'm in charge of all my music videos all of the songs that I do I don't have to you know be on somebody else's time right. exactly right. be on somebody else's time but would you consider it like if like the right opportunity or like the right situation came around would you consider signing to I definitely people? would consider signing because there gets to it there comes a certain point where like I feel like sometimes you hit a ceiling as an independent mm -hmm. artist not everybody like some people um, are really able to grow and thrive but sometimes that machine is very helpful for some people um, so once you hit like that ceiling where you're like okay I've done all I can do as an independent artist I need a bigger machine or I need more mm -hmm. funding then I definitely would consider signing to right. a label but I haven't even scratched the surface yet so for me to sign to a major label I feel like I'd be cheating myself of the process and that real deal like grind right, right. getting shit out the mud process so I'm enjoying this process it's like a slow it's like a slow burn mm -hmm. so it's like a eventually I will consider it but for sure for right now I'm content so you just uh, dropped a single called miss you already mm -hmm. um, who like what's that about what's where did that inspiration come from so when I was writing the song so I actually wrote the song the same day that I shot the music video to be now your block um, I went to the studio um, there was a producer there he was just like kind of pulling up beats pulling up loops um, I heard a loop it was super slow I loved it it was like a melody I got a phone call from one of my friends he was inside of the hospital and he was telling me that he had just gotten shot um, and I was super upset about it like crying he didn't die obviously but that is kind of how I started the song off and then the deeper that I just kind of tapped into those emotions and those feelings I started thinking about all of my friends and family members who had passed away oh, and okay. then from there it just turned into like I want to make a song about grief and the stages of grief and that process that is grief and just processing the fact that somebody has passed away mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I don't think any of us really know how to deal with that. Yeah, no, um, I don't think very many people, people feel know rushed me. too. Like, they do. We tend to feel like rushed through that whole process and mm -hmm. it's different for everybody. So and we rush time. ourselves as well because nobody wants to sit in that sad mm -hmm. ass. Like, it's not fun. Right. Yeah. Sitting right. around being sad, crying, like it's very painful. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. So I feel like a lot of people just kind of rush through that. Me included for sure. Like when something happens to somebody, I just, I be having so much going on in my everyday life. I don't even feel like I have the time to really to sit be, down. To sit in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm, and sit in that. So. Well, I want to change the, the, the tune a little bit on a lighter note. Um, I need to know if and when you've ever had a real bad girl moment. I think that's appropriate given... <laughs> real bad. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's ask this question first. Okay, go Do you have any rat beefs? Because... Rat beefs. Because, <laughs> you know, like, the, the girls, like, the girls cannot get along, like... It just seems like instead of like collabing together, like the girls are at odds with each other. It's just like team A versus team B. Mm -hmm. You know, this rapper versus this rapper, like this bar versus this right. Oh, she write herself. Oh, she don't. I'm better than her. Like, like right. it's just like, oh, I've been in the game longer. Mm -hmm. Like, have you experienced any rap beefs or are you kind of just cordial with like all the rap girls or mm -hmm. like? Yeah, I'm pretty cordial with everybody. Like. Yeah. I don't really, there might have been like a couple situations that may have came up, but that type of shit just don't get my energy because mm -hmm. I just, I just got shit to do. Like it's bigger than like just being a rap artist. Like this is how I fund my life. This is how I feed myself and right. my family. And this is how I feed my kids and my kids' kids. I can't, 
I don't even have the capacity to like bicker back and forth. So I try to keep it very cordial with mm -hmm. everybody. And I really, I genuinely do support a lot of the rap females because just being a female rapper is so fucking difficult. Like I didn't realize how hard it was until I became like, until it became my job. Like when it was a hobby, it was fun, it was cute. Then it became my job and it's like every day you have to be on, on your toes. Mm -hmm full glam, fucking shooting music videos and big, thick ass heels. And you know, it's like, it's different for female rappers than male rappers, honestly speaking. Like you have to be a little bit more, I don't know. You gotta go like 10 times harder as a female rapper. Like for sure. a male rapper can just get on the screen and they can shoot a music video, put a cool fly little outfit on, shoot a music video, post it in. They can shoot the shit in their garage. Yeah. I've seen it. And they can <laughs> post it and it's over with. If female rappers were to be like consistently doing shit like that like we would never hear the end of that so we like we feel that pressure to like step up our visuals step up our lyrics mm -hmm. our songs especially right now especially right now yeah. so it's just difficult being a female rapper so i really try to be a genuine like person to a lot of these female rappers because i know that this shit gets very crazy it so, gets crazy back to what chad said um, he had told me that she was a fan of Bad Girls Club. I feel yes. like a, a whole generation was raised off of Bad Girls Club. Right, yes, we was. So Do you we, know that? Do you really, like, genuinely know that? Like, like a whole... Girl, because I'd be like, why are y'all still watching this shit in 2023? <laughs> and then when we had our, when we had our, our, our pre-production meeting, uh -huh. was, she literally told me that she woke up that morning and That's she was like, crazy. had watched it before she even got the call. No, morning. specifically, I watched season nine. I'm very vocal about this on Twitter, so you can like, go find my tweets. <laughs> I think that season nine was the best fucking season. This is before he called me. This is before I knew I was doing an interview. I just woke up and me and my boyfriend was in the bed and I was like, babe, you need to watch this. Because I don't think he had <laughs> ever watched like the episode. So I put on season nine. I, I remember I was watching a reunion. That shit just was too good. First of all, that's like the only season that I was able to like keep up with like the other bad girl seasons I was either too young or I was like not watching TV mm -hmm. so this is around the time that I was like I remember being I was either oh I was definitely in middle school watching season nine whatever day that it came on I forgot but every day every week <laughs> every week we was watching that shit and I remember we would come back to school the next day to talk about the shit um it was so good. That was my that was my favorite season. So have you ever had like a bad girls club moment? Like have you ever been in like a fight at school or definitely. got jumped? Never got jumped. <laughs> Never got jumped. But definitely like how you said I came up on bad girls club. So I feel like we was just naturally rowdy and combative with each other just because we was fired up off of that shit. So for sure like I've definitely like got into it with enough bitches and fought enough bitches in my life these days. Not so much because I'm like again older mm -hmm. I'm grown but for sure probably last year it was the last time I had my little bad girls moment like I yeah it was a little scuffle it was a scuffle it, it actually turned into a big thing for no fucking reason yeah, like it I really remember. it turned into a bigger thing know me? I don't know I don't I don't live here no more so I don't be knowing it's pointless oh. for real it's pointless I mean, just know I ran into somebody, we ran into each other, and it was up. It was a situation. It was up. <laughs> it, was it was up. up. stuck. It was up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I'm that girl's club. But yeah, I, that's I my favorite a... season. Please don't get it fucked up. And a lot of people agree with me on that, too. And you definitely was, like, one of the top bad girls. Like, oh, I was just going to say, who's you? your favorite? I was just about to be messy and be like, who's your favorite bad girl? Definitely Megan. I tweeted that, though. I swear to God, I tweeted that. Like, just, I tweet that, like, every, like, once a year, I tweet, like, <laughs> 
Season nine, Megan was the you baddest know, bitch on the I like season seven too. I love Judy. She was fucking crazy. Yeah, she's for sure. She's and crazy. still is. And still is. Hey, Judy. Hey, girl. <laughs> Shout out to Judy. Okay, so you want to ask the next question? Yeah, I, I want to know your thoughts. Like, if we can move back into the love space. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know your thoughts. Because, see, I know NLE Chopper is like around your age. Mm-hmm. Is and, he? How old is he? Um, He's like 20. Yeah. Uh, maybe oh, 19, 19, 20. Yeah. Okay. And so he has this thing, and it's it's come up online, like been on the shade room a few times. Uh-huh. But he believes like strongly in like he's pro like open relationship, and I kind of look. I can tell by her facial expression mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. not it's not given. No, so I just, I just no. kind of want to know like your thoughts <laughs> on that. Um, because you know he had this. Situation. It's a new thing. Like it's a it's a thing out here. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he had a situation with his girlfriend or whatever. Um, who? Because I was on Walden out with her. Mm-hmm. So I know her personally, but like, you know, he said that he went into the relationship and she was cool with everything. And then like, I guess the deeper you fall in love with somebody, the uncooler that you mm-hmm. get with it. Right. So like, I just feel like, cause I work in entertainment too. And like, I don't really have like cheating standards. Like, it's just, like, if you cheat, you got to cheat behind my back where I'll never find out. Really? I know I sound crazy, but it's just like, cause I feel like all men cheat. Really? So it's like, it's like I feel like it's, if I don't find out Wait, about so it, wait, wait, wait. What, what do you consider cheating? Yeah. Anything that they wouldn't do in front of your face with another girl. That's going on a date, taking them out to eat, texting, whatever you cheat. Okay. Yeah. So. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Okay, so what are, what, are your, what are your views on being an entertainer and dating in the industry? Because both of you guys are, do music. Uh-huh. I know it can be hard. What are your views on it? Um, don't yes. fucking play with me. Like, I don't, we're not even, I don't play around with shit like that. I know a lot of people are probably comfortable with shit like that. Personally, it's not even an insecurity thing. I'm just not sharing my body with multiple different people. So you don't need to be sharing your fucking body with multiple different people. Like threesomes, all that shit, I don't, no thank you. Like hard pass for real. I just don't even want to get into shit like that because I feel like, that shit is just not me personally. Mm-hmm. I just cannot do that shit. I can't even fathom the thought of like my boyfriend. The fact that he was fucking bitches before we dated is crazy. <laughs> I'm screaming. Before he knew I existed, it's crazy. And I bring that shit up every once in a while. Like you dead ass wrong for that. Like I don't care if you didn't know me. I don't care if you know if I existed or vice versa. You should have never been talking to bitches. Cause that shit just made me sick do every you once in a while. Do other non-negotiables though? Like mine are like, don't bring no STD home. Don't have no baby on me and you can't be gay. Then my three non-negotiables. Everything else is work outable for me. You can't be gay, so you went dating a bisexual man? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. Why not? It's already in a competition in the world. Like, you can't, like, do <laughs> it. Like, like, it's already in a, like, girls is already enough. Uh-huh. Okay, so do you think that you've already dated one and you don't know? I'm sure I have. I feel like I've had sex with a bisexual guy. But, like, if I, like, openly know, like, I, like it's too much, comp- it's too much going on there for me. Okay. Too much competition. Okay. Too much competition is too many things going on. Right. You know? What about, what about you? Would I date someone bisexual? I'm sure I have. But I'm like, sure if you openly knew like that person is bisexual, well, see, would my you thing go is, after my them? thing is the choice. Give me my fucking choice. So Don't I'm make asking a, you the choice. I mean, yes no? no, I mean, I, I'm. It's my answer is contingent upon that. So if yeah. you come to me and if you're honest with me about that, and, and if all the rest of the stars are aligning, and then you were honest with me about that up front, then I'm open to it. Honest with you about being about the fact that bisexual? you are bisexual. Yeah. Why would it matter? Well, I mean. <laughs> If they, yeah, like, why would are, that be something they come and be like, hey, boy, I'm bisexual. Well, no, I think, exactly. I, think, <laughs> no I, think, I think if we're talking and headed down a path, you know, where we are vibing or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you know that you date both sexes, and even, especially if you're actively doing it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm just a person that you're dating, I feel like you should let me know that. What? Mainly, be, mainly, mainly because of the, especially if you're, like, sexually active with them. 
I just feel like that's that's something that you should mention. If we're dating, why wouldn't you mention? I kind of agree too at that point. Why wouldn't you mention? I mean, if you're sexually active with someone in general, then I don't think it has anything to do with like like they like who or what like who they're having relations with. I would just like to know like, are you having sex with other people? Period. Like, would you date someone bisexual? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm bisexual. So oh, I didn't know that. For me to that's be like, new. oh, that's for me to be like, oh, I'm not dating that nigga, or I'm not dating yeah. that girl. She, she's bisexual. I'm bisexual, so how could I? I live with her girlfriend. Period. I seen you put that. <laughs> I seen you. I seen your ass put that online. I was. I, I was wondering how serious. I feel like Kalani and her girlfriend are so cute, and I was like, oh my god. I okay, want so a that's a good thing. I love is it? Kaylani. Is it? But my thing is, when girls say that, I'm gonna just address this. When girls say that, it's like, and and, and I'm I'm eager to hear your thoughts on that as well. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's a cute thing? No, it's that because you we're want sick to ex- of these niggas. Or is it, okay, so are you attracted what to What did Drake say, sick of these niggas? Something, something. What did he say? <laughs> what, what did are, he say? Are you, the lyrics. But are you attracted to women? I feel like women are beautiful. Like, for instance, Ashley and Brittany Griner DMs like 15 times before she was married. Okay. I think she's fine. Okay. I just, I know sometimes people can like make it like a, especially with, with, like play game. With, it's like, you know, sometimes no, yeah. no, people sexualize yeah. women, women. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. They sexualize, then, sexualize women and they, they do sexualize bisexual women, um, especially men. Like it's probably more acceptable for a woman to be bisexual mm-hmm. Absolutely. than it is for a man to be openly bisexual because niggas be thinking in their mind, like, oh, if my girl's bisexual, oh, we gonna have a threesome. Right. That makes sense. That's right. what they feel. It's really fucking stupid. And honestly, it's super weird. But that's why they're more open to women being bisexual. Because it's just like a, they're just fetishizing. Right. Like, exactly. Oh, my girl got a girlfriend. And it's a selfish How many rappers thing. have you heard say, like, my girl has a girlfriend? Oh, I or I like mm-hmm. two bitches at the same time. It's, it's a common, that type it's of common. It's, super, it's a common thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely like a... So how old are you? 21. So what age do you consider old? Because I'm tired of people calling me auntie. How old are you? I'm 32 years old. Really? Yes, I'm old. Is that old? No, it's <laughs> not old. I'm 32. Y'all, y'all are 32. Mm-hmm. That's not old. So, what is old is like, old? I don't know, it's subjective. Like, I guess whenever you start feeling old is when you're old. You think so? <laughs> For real. Because, <laughs> like, um. a lot of the girls, like, the younger girls be like, oh, I remember I was watching, um, Impact Atlanta, and uh-huh. I remember, um, I love that show. Jada was like, you know they're doing Impact Houston. Really? Mm-hmm. When are they doing that? Um, I think they're casting for it right now. Mm-hmm. Type shit. But <laughs> um, I think Jada was like, had to call Ari old, remember? Mm-hmm. And I think Jada's probably like 23 and Ari's like 26 to 27. And she's like, are you an old grandma? And I'm like, well, damn, if Ari a grandma, then I'm a um, fucking ancient a great girl. in the grave. Yeah, a great girl. So you just feel like, you don't feel like no one's too old. Like, you don't no. feel like no one's old too, like, old. I enough. used to feel like that, like, when I when I was younger than right. I am, mm-hmm. and I was getting into it with bitches who was, like, it's five, just, six years. I also years. think it's just, like, a good weapon, though, too, like, in a fight. It is. Like if you, if you, all ass. Yeah, it's just, like, I a good thing. I you all, yeah. you beefing with a young bitch. Yeah, I never right. used I think to pull that a car good. a lot. <laughs> I'm glad I let that shit go, for sure. But yeah. I... I, now I'm coming to realize it's really subjective. Like if you start acting old, and, and you, you start getting gray hair, and you start feeling old, and you start moving old, and you like stop doing the shit that you used to do that you liked to do when you were younger, then you're becoming old. Exactly. But if you just still living your life and doing your thing and wearing what you want to wear and doing what you want to do, forever young. Yeah, I just I just think it it gets a little bit weird on the other, on the other end of that 
when a person like starts forcing like youth youthfulness when they oh, are yeah. like embrace like embrace if you know that if you are a grown ass person you can embrace what's that. an example of that carly red mm. okay i'm just being real mm-hmm. so you feel like she forces like the like the youthful look like, i think that she looks good for her age uh-huh. but like like you 56 with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How old is she? Wait. How like, Carly Red is, like, almost 60. <laughs> Wait a minute. Google it. Carly Red is almost Google 60. Google be lying, though. Like, you could put, you could, you could go on Google and... Y'all, how old is Carly Red? No, seriously. No, you looking it up? <laughs> no, no. No, Carly 60, Red is in her 50s, is baby. But her being almost 60 is nuts. She's 49. <laughs> 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 My bad. Sorry, Carly. She's 49. 49. Okay. You're, she's still 50. Never mind. Next question. <laughs> okay, so this is a very important question because I be battling people with this question all the time. Okay. Do you believe in colorism and do you feel like it's easier as a, a female rapper to like make it big when you're like of a lighter complexion? Believe in colorism. Colorism is very real. It's yeah. a very real thing for sure. And I, it definitely is easier for not to take away from anybody who is light, who is a light-skinned rapper, but it's definitely easier for a woman with a lighter complexion to blow up quicker than a dark-skinned woman, for sure. But, like, why do you feel like that? Because, like, I be getting into it, people, right? I used to get made fun of at school because I wasn't black enough. Bitches used to try to cut my hair. Like, people be thinking that, like, light-skinned girls don't go through colorism. We go through colorism just... I don't know if it's, like, as bad as, like, well, it's not like, girls. Well, who... It's not colorism. It's not colorism. If you're light-skinned, it's not colorism. So what is it like, called? If people were... Pick, if people's picking with you, then that's, like... But it's not colorism. Like, colorism well, is discrimination white? against darker-skinned... Is complected, it? like darker complected so people. So you, you're basically talking about reverse Well, reverse colorism, colorism then. Because they used to be, like... You ain't even black for real. You're white. Go over there with the white girls. And I'm just like, bitch. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, interesting. I am black, actually. Yeah, that's an interesting experience. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard um, people who, like, mix like mixed people yeah, talk mixed about people experience. But I'm not even, this is the thing, I'm not like even that, mixed. I don't got no white parents. But I've heard people, like, like lighter-skinned people, like, say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say it's reverse colorism. Like, it's I don't, like I don't think that that's a thing. But I understand. The mo- I'm trying to and describe the moment that you're having, and that's kind of like what you're saying. But also, it's like that thing, like, oh, you're pretty to be a dark skin. Yeah, yeah, but we also get, oh, you're pretty to be a black. Like I've had white people mm-hmm. and others. Well, that's racism. Yeah, that's, that's racism. racism. Right. But like they'd be like, you're pretty to be a black. I've had black girls be like, you're pretty. Like you're pretty. Are you mixed? Like that? Piss- are you mixed? You mm-hmm. have to be mixed. Right. I that's thought you was mixed. Sad. You sad. mixed. Why do I be mixed? Right. Yeah, that that thought process is actually sad. Yeah, that I would have to be mixed to be. Oh wait, but, but I mean, just to play devil. Her, her, um, yeah, to play devil's advocate, like we, like black 
especially little black girls in general, we've been indoctrinated to think that darker skin, especially like just the way that I grew up, I'm like darker skin people um, experience a completely different experience than people who are light skin. And that is just like the bottom line. And that is, that is where the issue of colorism comes in for sure. But just little girls, we've always been like, like just growing up, my mom, and it's not my mom's fault either, but just growing up, my mom like perming my hair just so that it wouldn't be super, cause I have 4C super, like super kinky um, hair. And it's like, it was difficult for her to manage. So she would perm my hair so it would be easier for her to style it. But that was something that a lot of young black girls had to experience. And we were told that our hair was not beautiful, that our skin was not beautiful. And we watched people who were lighter skin or mixed people get a different treatment than brown skin and specific, especially dark skin mm. children. So that's why I feel like it, not to take away from like your experience, mm-hmm. cause I, that's still valid and what, what you went through is still something that was mm-hmm. traumatizing for you for sure. But it's not the same thing as like the colorism that darker skin women Can you explain experience. it in like the rap, like in the rap world, like from the original question, mm-hmm. like, do you, okay, why do you feel, why do you feel that it's easier for a lighter skin, like a lotto, to blow up versus a cash doll? Um, it's just, I mean, so just like, just to take it all the way back, mm-hmm. like when our ancestors were slaves, the darker skin slaves were in the field. We, they were outside, they were doing hard labor and the lighter skin people were in the house. In the house. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it just trickled down and it just kind of is the same concept, just it a different time. But can just I a, a different wave, time. Though? Of course. I feel like it's only with the women though, because I feel like. It's, def- it's specifically with women, right, for sure. That's the, why I said it's different. Because the darker skin guy, I feel like it's harder to be a light skin rapper versus a dark skin rapper. Because I feel like the light skin rappers, nobody really take you seriously. That's like a it. cultural that's like a cultural thing. Like that's the cultural thing that we're doing like recently. But as far as like just colorism in general and specifically co- like colorism amongst women? black mm-hmm. women specifically, that's something that dates back far beyond like the shit with a light like being a light skinned male rapper and a dark skinned male rapper, that's some cultural shit and that's some shit that just recently or at least I can only speak from my personal experience. I remember, like, this was, like, 2011, 2012, when Drake was, like, making, like, the softer rap music. I remember that being a conversation, like, oh, he's a light-skinned rapper. I remember that Mm -hmm. starting that conversation around that time. But as far as, like, what women are experiencing, I think it is. I'm not going to lie. It's easier for a light-skinned woman to blow up as a rapper. To navigate through the music industry and... I definitely have seen, I've seen women, like, like I've seen dark-skinned women have, because I'm like some right in the middle, mm-hmm. honestly speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm like in the middle. I'm not the, obviously like, uh, I wouldn't even consider myself like, to say that I'm like a dark, dark-skinned rapper it would be doing a disservice to the women who are darker than me who are, who are rappers right. and that are really fucking talented. I've seen them have to work 110 times harder and lyrically be um, more skilled lyrically, have better visuals, you know, Mm -hmm. 
And you know, you know what I'm talking well, I do. about. I don't. I do. Fill I do. me in. No, one Just of my favorite. One of my favorite new artists. Uh, her name is Bree Runway. And I we love her. And we don't hear about her nearly. As, I love as her. Much she's also she. she's also from the UK, but oh, she's cool. super fucking talented. I love her. She's awesome. She's amazing. But she's amazing. Period. In general. But I know that if she was lighter skinned, that she would be. Well, you, not, would know, you would know. Well, let me not say that specifically. Let me not say that. But. You just, you notice a pattern. That's what I will say. You notice a pattern. Like, there could be an influx of light skin rappers, and they wouldn't necessarily have to be as talented lyrically or put as much effort into their visuals. Mm. So, I have a question. What's up? Okay, so, like, we're talking about brown skin rapstresses. Like, I mean, I feel like Megan Thee Stallion did, did well for herself as, like, a... a like a brown skin, a brown skin, mm-hmm. yeah, girl. Like everybody was fucking with Megan for a while. Mm-hmm. Like she's all, she's very charismatic. She's a people person. She's an Aquarius, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, yeah, very. She's very charismatic. She's a people person, and she's just like she was. And she's talented. Super talented. Right. So, so it was easy for people to gravitate towards her. But she's still brown skin though. Yeah. And she blew up. Yeah, but yeah, she was also a... rapping for a really fucking long time. But like, so has Cash Doll. It, and, then and also she's have, also been rapping for a, right, really, a, long very, a really long time. But, but Cash Doll is a darker, is dark skin, and people j- like that is just that's the black and but white so of Megan's it. You not? just well, she's a brown skin girl. She's brown. Like, yeah, she's in the she's middle brown. too. She's, yeah, she yeah, has she's that brown middle. Skin. Yeah, she's but I also middle. think that that just your journey and fate at some point kicks in as well. Just mm-hmm. like what was meant for you. Your you know, journey, your you. fate, your, your talent, your, your talent skill set, the amount of effort that you put into your craft for sure. But like I said. Darker skinned women have to work ten times for sure. Harder I stand by that for sure. Mm-hmm. To get the same notoriety. Right. So speaking of Megan the Stallion, like being that you're from Houston mm-hmm. and like what are your views on the uh Tory Lanez versus Megan the Stallion verdict? I'm really glad. I'm really glad that Megan got the justice that I'm glad that it's not even that, because I wouldn't even say it's the justice that she, it is what she, like, that's what she deserved. He obviously deserved to be put in jail for shooting a woman. Like, he was dead ass wrong for that. But I just, I really admire the fact that she was so adamant about taking this, like, all the way. Like, a lot of people, especially with black women, like, we go through a lot of shit that we sweep under the rug, or at least I've seen my mother, my grandmother, go through shit and like sweep shit under the rug. I remember my mom being abused and like calling the police for my mom. And I remember the police getting there and asking my mom what happened and my mom being like, nothing happened, everything's good. Just to save Mm -hmm. who who she was with at the time. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Megan was adamant about standing up for herself and representing, like she was, she didn't even, I don't even know if she realized she was representing so many other black women in this world who have been abused just who have experienced violence against them and the fact that she was able to stand up for herself and stand up for us was huge for me. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that verdict, I was very content. Mm-hmm. You had also was, been, you, you know, throughout the trial, you had been verbal. About, yeah, definitely, because I just noticed, candidly speaking, like just honestly speaking, nobody was really, like there were a few people here and there, but people were just sugarcoating the situation and the shit was kind of like throwing me the fuck off because I couldn't understand why people were like, the silence is compliance. I don't think people understand that. Like they think, oh, it's not my business. I'm going to stay out of it. But when you're silent about certain shit that is clearly wrong, like you kind of are standing in solidarity with the 
the wrong side. With the wrong side. Yeah. And so I had to make sure, like, even though it had nothing to do with me, obviously it's not my business, I just wanted to make sure that I was vocal about the fact that this shit is dead ass wrong. And if nobody is going to stand in solidarity with Megan, I will. So how do you feel about Kelsey as being her, like, I guess, ex-best friend? I don't really, I don't know, like, the specific details of the shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I see, like, a little shit here and there on Twitter. I don't, like, keep up with the case or keep up with the details. So I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure, like, what her involvement is in the shit. I just know I remember seeing a live where Megan said out of her mouth that Tori shot her. Right. And that if that's what she said, then that's what the fuck happened. Right. Like, there's no debate. Like, there shouldn't be... I just saw people like trying to discredit her story because of just whatever inconsi- inconsistencies well, in the story. I think. And they were trying to discredit her and that shit really got under my skin because regardless, what, whatever happened, mm-hmm. whoever she talked to, it doesn't fucking matter. She was shot. Right. And, and I, so I, I just think, feel like. I think the in the in the fact that she was shot, that is not to be played with. That's not to be, that's not, that's a serious thing and mm-hmm. that matters. And, and I stand by you completely 100%. I think where the public um, started to sort of weaponize the story or the details as they started to come out was more so in the fact that they could relate to as the story, you know, unfolded. It was said that, you know, Kelsey was dating, talk, Tory, was first. dating Tory first. And I think that what triggered people was the fact that they maybe had that situation happen in their life. And so maybe. the root of it, the root of it was, you know, the root of it is like, you know, I was talking to him first, he came behind my back, and that's the root of how this confusion even or how that started. night went left anyway, yeah. you know? And so I, I think that like some people just hyper-focus on the part they, they can relate to, you know? Yeah, for sure, they definitely do. I don't. I just feel like that shit is really insignificant. If I sh- if somebody shot me, somebody shot your mom. Then the backstory doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. matter who yeah. fucked who, who was talking mm-hmm. to who. It right. doesn't matter. Your mother was shot, and that's all you care about. You're not gonna be trying to sit up and figure out well what was my mom doing and did my mom sleep with her best friend and how did it yeah. happen? How did it happen? It you, all you care about is the fact that nigga, I don't care what my mom did. You shot her. Are you crazy? Like right. that's how people are would feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, the fact that it's Megan Thee Stallion and she's always put on this really sh- tough exterior and she's she's dealt with so much if like just through the years. I don't know Megan personally, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying from what everybody has watched her go through from when she first came out, people calling her people making it seem like she was masculine because she was a tall woman a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. a built woman making her seem like she was more masculine um tearing her down and having her losing multiple family members her losing her mom which was her one of her biggest supporters she's talked about like for her to have gone through all of that shit and then to be shot is like at what point do people like start to empathize with the right. human being? Like, right. fuck the fact that this is a rapper, like, and people feel entitled to be, like, if it's an influencer, they feel entitled to, like, this is a human being. Right. So right. at what point do y'all step in and be like, you know what, this is a, this is a person, right. period, at the end of the day. And the fact that she has gone through all of this shit is still here. And even she was talking about, I, I read, I did see this, she was talking about, like, wishing that she had just died that mm-hmm. night. That's a real feeling. Like that's not something that you just say for sympathy. That's a real feeling. Like you go through enough shit, you start to feel like, what is the point of me even being here? Right. Yeah, and the fact that think... people will still were still able to like, or will still could still find it in their nasty, evil ass hearts and spirits to try to tear her apart was devastating. And maybe it's because I'm an empath, but I could almost feel 
the emotions that she, I could feel exactly what she felt in that moment. Yeah. And that is why I will never stop being vocal about what she went through. Not because she's a rapper, not because she, we're both from Houston. Like that, that doesn't help. I mean, that helps it obviously, but just the fact that she's a human being, she's a black woman and I see myself in her. I see my mother in her. I see my grandmother in her. The fact, like I said, she's able to advocate for herself and every other black woman, that shit is not easy. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'm pretty sure that Megan did not anticipate having to fight both that case and the, and the public. Mm -hmm. I think, I know for a fact that it took her by I surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, having to fight on all fronts. I know and so she did. I do, I do have sympathy for that. Um, but also, because I'm like in the industry, her stardom is very interesting to me because people have like this, there's this double, people, you know, like she has her, her cult following. But then for there to be, or for her to always be sort of battling with the public, they still eat it up. Her mm -hmm. music, is, I mean, she's still successful. She's still, I, I don't see any break in yeah, her no, career. It's true. a very interesting dynamic that's that she true. still is ascends, yeah. even in the midst of like all the public. Then her program. ancestors, her mama and her granny. And that's why I say yeah. faith. I believe yeah. that this was just meant for her. I believe yeah. her success, it, it was hers before her it was success, hers. Exactly. Yeah. Her success was definitely meant for her, and she worked really hard. Anybody who's from Houston, Texas, we kind of almost got to see her come up and watch her start um, and watch her do freestyles, and some people got to watch her rap on campus mm -hmm. at TSU um, or Prairie View. Where she was going to both. I know she went to both. But people got to see her come up, mm -hmm. especially here in Houston. So she worked really hard, and that was like she deserved every bit of stardom every bit everything that she has accomplished she's deserved it she doesn't she didn't deserve all the crazy shit that came with it but she definitely deserved her stardom because she's a very hard-working person yeah. on a brighter sure. note okay <laughs> so there is this little thing going around on twitter two hundred fifty thousand dollars in food stamps or dinner with beyonce in food stamps. Food stamps. <laughs> I said stamps. The people in them comments saying Beyonce, I was like, y'all crazy. The food stamps. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in food stamps. That could last me like five years. And then what I know about Beyonce and meeting her, it's gonna be a moment in time. It'll be over faster than it started. Really? Beyonce tough. is not yeah. about to, to to sit and, and and chat for too long. You know what I mean? You think about the day a day in the life of Beyonce. Those mm -hmm. food stamps are gonna take you way longer than that moment. Definitely. That, maybe two, I think two. I'm saying that too because I met her before. Um, and so I've already crossed that off of my bucket list. Mm -hmm. so yeah, she's I, like, give me the food stamps. I food. need the food stamps. I've met her before. Okay, y'all. So we are ending the, uh, well, we're nearing the end of the um, segment, of mm -hmm. the whole segment. It's kind of sad because, like, I wish I could sit here and talk to you all day. Right. All right. Like, you know what? You are so mature. Like, I did not no, expect seriously. this. Like, from your music, I'm like, okay, she's little sis. I have a little sister. She's 20. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, she's going to be little sis. But you are very, like, well-versed. You're well-spoken. Definitely. And, like, like you're a really great example for young girls. Because I feel like Gen... Are you, she's Gen Z, right? I believe so. Mm -hmm. Gen Z is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you're a very... We are crazy. <laughs> you're a we very, are crazy, you're for sure. You're setting a very good example, like, for your generation. Yeah. I'm like trying that. to, like... Well, at least in, like, the human being that I am like my music is something totally different because mm -hmm. that is where I vent my frustrations like that's where I get off the craziest most intrusive thoughts because it's like a journal for me but mm -hmm. as far as like who I am as a human being and what I practice and my morals my beliefs my values I'm I have to be very adamant about that and very clear on the shit that I'm like that I stand for and what I don't stand for so I try to be I'm still working on myself definitely but for sure I've come a long way because if you had met me a year ago 
I probably would have been in a different, I probably would have still been the same person, but mm -hmm. I would have been a little bit more rowdy, mm -hmm. a little bit more combative, a little bit more eager to talk about that bullshit. <laughs> well, you, you know, know what? I, I did meet you a year ago. A you year did. Or two ago. I remember that. Yeah. And It was a year and, ago. A year ago. The, yeah, it was a that. year ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I met you at a 15 on one mm -hmm. party, I believe. Uh -huh. And um, I was, I've been That was the watch. first time I ever performed too. I was like invited I remember to. You, yes, mm -hmm. I remember that. And I remember seeing you like get used to the mic literally before my eyes. That is like so it started it started out it out was, here. Please. And then I seen it get closer. Don't fucking I, don't mean to, I don't mean to take you back. That was yeah. my first performance though. Like I had literally been invited. I went there with my DJ may she rest in peace, DJ D baby. I went there and she was giving me tips and we were talking uh, and you know I was and, and I she did and I remember the audience just like the, her energy, even in her um inexperience on mm -hmm. stage. She just radiated the whole place. It was just the. the I the definitely audience. remember feeling that too. Yes, I remember the, the, the feeling. I was so up. nervous, but yeah. I remember feeling like I went in this room, and I even though I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, I was on stage looking like a damn deer in headlights, <laughs> like the mic was all the way down here because I'm used to singing in church mm -hmm. with like the mic being down right, here, so I'm right. not used to like. Da -da -da -da. I'm not used no, to it was doing incredible. shit like that, but I really did feel that shift in the energy. No, for sure. for sure. And that's when I knew, okay, this is. Some, this is what yes. I should be we doing. Know, yes. I didn't know that, that I didn't know I was witnessing that moment, Grace. but it was for sure. But it we we knew that we were in the presence of a star. Yes. And so to see you blow up, you know, um within the year was crazy. But I also want to say, um, when you say she's a good example, I love how you show us a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. So you maintain some privacy, but you also also show us the triumphs. Um, but she shares a lot on social mm -hmm. media of her. Uh, uh, like I've seen her have a bad day before, and mm -hmm. I talk about that even mm -hmm. if it's on your story. Right. And so there's a very balanced relationship that she has with her that. fans, and I love that. Definitely. That's probably my favorite thing about you as an artist. Definitely the way you manage that vulnerability. And it's so easy too because it's just like I never. I've always seen people like at least celebrities. I never understood why they were so private about their lives. I'm like, this is some extraordinary shit, especially, well, just coming from where I come from, just being able to watch my life change and watch like going, like watch myself going from having no job, no money, no car, and just bouncing around from couch to couch to then boom, I make a little song. I go to the studio, spend my last little couple quarters on studio time and I record this little song and then boom, I post the little song and I'm seeing people fucking with it and then I'm getting people from labels messaging me and like people wanting to manage me and I'm getting shit like, it's just, I got to see myself progress. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how are people quiet about this shit? To like now where my life is, it's a complete 360 from where I was a year ago. Mm -hmm. So to see- Your life can change in a year, that's, wow. a, that's a quote. It, sure. it is, it's, it's true real. though. Like I literally mm -hmm. remember like just penny pinching, like not having enough to get this, not having enough to get that. And then to like be comfortable and to be able to take care of myself and my family and extended family mm -hmm. is something that is like, I could only have imagined like how my life was getting ready to change. Mm -hmm. And so it's just exciting. And you know, when you're excited, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Like I'm just, I, I just want to talk about everything. Like everything that I'm experiencing. But you can't. Like, you can't talk yeah. about everything because then you have, it's just like confidentiality and then you learn the rules, like the really weird, like unspoken rules mm. of like being an influencer mm. and like- yeah. Politics. The yeah. politics, mm. exactly. Like you learn how to navigate the shit, but so yeah, I've definitely fucked up with that too, <laughs> for sure. But it's just crazy, but it's easy for me to share the good and the bad because that is how I keep myself balanced. That's how I maintain that, you know, inner, 
piece, and that's how people get to see, like, okay, she's a human being. Mm -hmm. right. And I never want people to make me, uh, I never want people to, exactly, mm -hmm. I don't want people to look at me like I don't have feelings because shit really be getting under my skin, so that's why I'm very okay. adamant about that. So, I like to end the segment, which sucks, because I really like y'all when you keep talking, but I like to end the segment with um, another game, mm -hmm. you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. Okay, so we're going to play Finish the Lyrics, mm -hmm. and we're going to hit you with some H-Town classics, period. This is Finish the Lyrics, <laughs> oh my Houston God. Rap Edition. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go, we're going to go down the line. I'm, I guess I'll start. So, I'm going to say a line, you're going to say a line, you're going to say a line. All right, you ready? Drank up in my cup. Man, hold up. <laughs> ah. and, and. Yeah. Next song. Oh, next song. Sure. Slow, loud, and banging all in my trunk. Trunk full of funk. I ain't never been a punk. I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I out. blow up. Yeah, that's, that's, not my, that's not my one I know. Okay, so I know South South. we know. Okay, Texas from the South. Um, Put the pussy in his mouth. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm like, That's not the lyrics? Mm-mm. Get somebody else. <laughs> That's not it. Okay. Okay, so what about this one? Slim, waist, pretty face. He know I'm a dime. First of all, you don't even know that song. <laughs> you don't even know that. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? I'm trying to get on the beat. You don't even know the song. Slim face, pretty waist, you know I'm a dime. You cheating because you reading it. Exactly. You cheating because you reading and it. And to be honest with you, a lot of these songs, you I have to... <laughs> I mean, we oh, wow. watch <laughs> You read. Okay, I mean, okay. A lot right. of these songs. Slow it out and bang it all in my trunk. I already been out on that. I mean, exactly my point. Yeah. No, so for me, I, I have to start like okay, a lot of these songs. Um, what y'all want to hear? Okay, I do this every episode. Riding with my twin and them. <laughs> I definitely don't know that. What? For sure. Okay, I know it's Cardi. I know it's Cardi. <laughs> we have reached the end of this podcast. Ciao. Um, Mon Leo, I just need it. Sorry, Leo. Mon Leo, I call you Mon Leo. Whatever, Leo. yeah. Sis, I need Sis. you to look at the camera. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you. Whatever new projects you have coming up next, that's your camera. Hey, y'all. So y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at T-H-E-M-O-N-A-L-E-O. -E so that's at the Mona Leo. And I just dropped a song called Miss You Already. So go stream that. It's sad, though. But you don't have to. But if you no, want to no, if you want to get in your feels real mm -hmm. quick and really just tap into those emotions, then stream Miss You Already. And I'm Megan James. This is Chad Black. You can follow me on all social socials at Chad Black 713. It's two D's in the chat. Um, yeah, hit me up. And this is the end of our episode of the Hollywood Group Chat Podcast. Period. And this episode was sponsored by Adam and Eve Sex Toys. 50% okay. um, off anything y'all want to get from Adam and Eve. They got lingerie, sex toys, whatever you need. Discount code R-E-A-L. Period. R-E-A-L. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 